I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, more in the series of November Light. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. November 2. So I decided yesterday, as you know, to record and see how far I will go, how far this will go. I was all in. I was all in yesterday morning in the dark and then with those first streaking beams of a sunrise in the distance. But then it took the rest of the day to get those few minutes edited and live. I did all my other projects yesterday too. The piecemeal set of projects that I've lined up that I alluded to. I did all of those. Day one can be full of possibility. It really can. And yesterday morning, I saw my morning light. I documented it. I put the wheels in motion for this one project of seeing and awareness. If nothing else, I figure it will be vocabulary building and Crayola color box challenging for sure. When I left the house after that, the road literally shimmered with a pink light. There was such a rosy cast to the entire street looking up the hill, and the sunrise would be behind me at that point in the distance. It was just beautiful, this rose light coloring the entire street above me. And there were strong shadows on the houses. Everywhere I looked, there was evidence of light. Evidence that, of course, I was taking to mean I was right in deciding to do this and committing to myself to do this exercise in seeing and awareness and appreciation and gratitude again this year, day by day. As I drove to school, those signs were all around me again and again and again. Something related to light caught my attention, jumped out, said, hey, yeah, light do this. And really, some mornings have beautiful light. Some mornings have extraordinary light. I don't know what would have happened yesterday if the light had not been so wonderful. Would I still have moved forward? Maybe. Maybe. Because I did start writing and thinking before I ever saw what the light would look like that day before the light ever came up. But what if it hadn't been quite so stunning? I don't know. Because today was one of those days. Some days have beautiful light and some don't. And we often don't notice at all. We often don't notice at all. Or more to the point, maybe we only notice when light is amazing. When it's so amazing that it yanks us out of the stupor that we go through so many of our emotions in. Some mornings were extraordinary. Same with sunsets, of course, and with night sky, too. If you live in an area where it is very often overcast or cloudy or foggy, then you really notice those clear nights. They really stand out differently when you can look up and see. So, day to day, it's going to vary. It's going to differ. This morning, I woke in the dark And less than an hour later, 
the trash truck picked up some things. Today's trash day, but there was an extra big pickup is what it's called, and picked up some things, vestiges of the last 20 years. Things that felt like a struggle to let go of despite their wear. Despite their wear, because I was up, I watched something very large be hauled into the back of a truck. And within seconds, it was basically cut in half and then squished, flattened, broken into heartbreaking. Went back to my work. And when I moved into the kitchen, I wasn't thinking about the light. I wasn't thinking about my task. I wasn't thinking about the light. I moved into the kitchen and maybe I was two or three minutes different in time than yesterday. I think I kind of missed it. Those two or three minutes make a difference. Time changes this weekend. And so that will change how all of this plays out. But I was a few minutes off and I almost forgot. I walked in because at that time I have things I need to do. One right after another. They unfold every day. Autopilot. It's a really, really important way to think about how so many of us go through so many of our activities. I flipped on the light, ready to do the things I needed to do. And then I thought, oh, wait, I have to do this. I remembered. I have a task. I have a purpose. I have to do this. I said it out loud. And I turned the light back off so that I could really see. And maybe I really was two or three minutes off. Or maybe it was just a different morning. Just a different morning. Watery light. Almost colorless. Flat. Distant unremarkable. But I took my notes. I did my small blocky diagram. I did the things that I'm trying to do to see how this works out. I thought about the right words to use to describe the colors that I could see in the distance. It doesn't take that much time to stop and look and try and record it in a way which helps me practice the act of looking and helps me set the stage for my day because I stopped and looked. I gave myself that one moment, which, even on a watery day, is still a moment to ponder. Day two didn't dawn with that magical light that would launch me into description. And yet that is part of it. It's okay. Every day is going to be different. Only by looking can you see the moments of wonder the days that really are spectacular, and only by also seeing the mornings that are more diluted, more pale, only by seeing those two and comparing and contrasting those in your mind or in your photos or in your sketches or even in your written descriptions, only then do you keep your internal awareness calibrated, ready, aware of the differences and the nuances You really notice when something is spectacular in contrast. It all counts. What matters to me right now is this period of reconnection, this process of committing to and recommitting to the habit of looking, trying to make this a habit of looking and not just looking and thinking, oh, pretty, but taking it a step farther, somehow making it more meaningful to me, and seeing where that goes. November 3, Saturday. 
I have really recommitted or maybe committed in totally new ways this month to doing a better job documenting, bullet journaling, recording, tracking. But yesterday, when I started my list, I wrote Tuesday, November 2. And I pretty quickly realized that it was not Tuesday, that indeed it was Friday. But I had to stop and think about that several times in the day to really get it, that it was Friday, that it was not a Tuesday just because it was the second day in November. In some childlike way of ordering time, the second day of this project and of the couple of other daily projects I'm doing, they seem to make more sense to me if it was Tuesday. But indeed, it was not. Today, a Saturday, and that is also a little bit of a tricky, tricky reality. It can be challenging for a project that depends on timing, on timing, on morning timing, to have Saturday be one of the early days. I woke in the dark, as always. I thought through the days of the week, which is kind of the way it goes now, and figured out that it was Saturday and realized I didn't need to get up. And then so I did that hybrid sleep-wake thing that many of us do. I checked on things on my phone. I played my Scrabble games. I dozed, that waffling between getting up and dozing. But remembering yesterday and how I was just a few minutes off and almost missed the light and feeling like There's a little bit of a precipice right here where I could easily fall out of my project before I ever even get a chance to really get started with it. I decided that there was a real risk I might sleep through my morning light if I kept going back and forth between dozing and messing with my phone. Day three is still early in a project like this and completely missing it might be more than a stumble. So I set a timer. I set a timer for 40 minutes at that point. And I got up before that, actually. Everything was still dark at that point. I checked on my son, I made coffee, and I sat working in my traveler's notebook in a room that is dark. Nothing in this room would tell me that the sun was rising down the hall. So when the alarm went off, it still seemed really dark. And I almost didn't go. I almost didn't get up from where I was and walk that short distance just in case. And even as I did walk down the hallway and looked ahead of me into the dark living room, my mind was trying to sort out the timing because it just seemed too dark overall. Too dark. Something must have shifted. I was trying to figure out why it seemed so different today on a Saturday than it had during the week at the same time. But as I turned, pivoted into the kitchen... The light was there ahead in the distance, exactly where it should be. And of course, everything else is dark. This really is this window frame view of light. And everything else is dark. The surrounding room is dark. The foreground looking out the window is dark. It is this moment of light in the distance. And my capturings are crude, and that's not a word that I like, but they are crude, crude in the face of such beauty, especially simplistic 
in the face of something so undefinable. And these capturings are not in color. Color isn't my goal at all right now. Not color in terms of applying color. Instead, I am looking at line and description, color in terms of words. It is a challenge to make sense of what I see and to figure out how to jot that down in a meaningful way in a small box. It's maybe two by two. I'm not using a ruler. It's just a small box. But it is a challenge that intrigues me. There is something really rudimentary about this act. It is both a moment of seeing, a moment of gratitude, a moment of self-discipline, a moment of defiance somehow. Defiance. And what does that mean? Why does that word come up in the string of things that this simple moment of making myself go every day and look at the light and try and capture it means. Why does defiance come up there in my head? It is defiance. It is defiance against everything that wants to pull me under. Everything that weighs on me and we all have our things. Everything that signals disaster. Everything that makes me doubt myself day to day or doubt meaning or value or worth or that we will survive any of this. Taking 60 seconds to look at and try and capture the light, it is an act of defiance in ways that are maybe too subtle to understand from the outside unless you do something similar. It is an insistence It is an act of determination. It is an act of resolve. And it is an act which steadies, strengthens, bolsters, balances, expands, and comforts. Even when the light is watery, diffuse, which it was again today, the act is already taking on symbolism and personal meaning and reassuring me that there is some kind of value in this. And I know it is personal value. And I know some of you will listen and think, oh my goodness, is she really going to talk for 30 days about what the light looks out the window? And I might just do that. After the first day when I struggled to diagram the light with the crossbars of the window, I realized that I need to bend. I need to change. I need to change my vantage in order to see it more effectively for this project. I needed to just make a little shift. I need to bend. I need to crouch. I need to stoop down just a little bit. I don't have to stand there for long. Just a little bit so I can look beneath the crossbar and get a more panoramic, a more full a less interrupted and less filtered view of that light so that my lines make some kind of sense. I can anchor my view then, I've realized, with the roof right ahead of me. It's the roof of the house next to me. And then there are two trees in the distance, left and right. And the sunrise happens right there in between. So I can put the roof and those trees, block in those lines, And then work my way up from there, band by band, color by color, impossible, ineffable, 
undefinable and undeniable. Today, though things again felt watery, pale, soft, I looked more closely at the landform that I see in the distance. It has the undulating shape, the form of mountains. I don't know exactly what or where I am seeing across this distance. I know it's across the bay. I have puzzled over it many times in the years that I have looked out this window at light. I don't know exactly what I see, and it doesn't really change it for me. But it does look somehow mountainous from where I'm at. And I really looked at that today, and as I looked and documented the apricot tones just above that, I saw that there was one brighter, more intense band of light around the far right, the highest point of land that I could see, a highlight just around that side, the point of sun. I was trying to find a quote from something that I read earlier this year, and searching in Evernote, which I love, brought up so many things that I've stashed, things I've written, podcasts I've recorded, spark episodes, notes and transcripts. Gratitude was everywhere in my results because last year I did such a deep dive. There were files from the whole Spark series. Spark and gratitude was just overflowing in front of me with all these results. And photos of light from last November. I hesitate to look back, really, to really look at everything too closely. I'm comforted that it's there. And I'm inspired that it's there. And sometimes I'm surprised that so much is there. And But I don't want to look too closely. I want to move forward from this point of semi-darkness. I just want to move forward without looking too far back right now. But at some point I need to. Because some of that I want to bring back to the surface. But this morning I sat after the first light after that first light, my coffee growing cold as I worked on listing all the books that I've read or listened to this year. Like I said, I'm kind of reconnecting and recommitting to a different level of documentation and really happy to be doing these things, things that I want to do and think about doing and never do. So I was working on this list. And as I sat, I thought again about timing One of my projects this month is something that is easy enough to make myself do on weekday mornings when I drop my son off at school. I'm forcing myself to do something before I get out of the car each day. But weekend days are going to be different. Just as seeing that first bit of light that I could miss is different, weekend days are really different in terms of this project. They're going to take really deliberate movement deliberate action. I'm going to have to make myself go and do this thing. And I was sitting here thinking about that this morning and thinking about the feeling that it was still dark because all of my internal cues indicated semi-darkness, at least despite the hour. With my back to the window, I can't really tell. I turned my head just enough and I could see the light on the street the cast of rose again, similar to yesterday, that really warm pink light. The houses bathed in that light and the shadows so distinct along the sides of these houses. Every single time I see, it is a reminder to me that 
I have to look. That in order to see, you have to look. And maybe it takes me reaching this point at least once a year and sometimes more. Several things I do at different times of the year bring me back to this point of seeing. But maybe it takes that to reconnect each time, to put myself back in that space of awareness. It is a calming space. The more you slow down and see, the calmer you feel, the more balanced, the more you stop and look and really pay attention to what you see and appreciate what you see, the wonder of it, feel thankful for it in some way. The more you connect with and tap into that, I do think the more balanced you feel. That is true for me. It is a way of steadying and anchoring. And I thought after last year, I would have these habits that I would really continue through, make them an everyday part of my life. And despite good intentions and despite the positive reinforcement that the month itself gave me last year, I haven't been great about holding on to all of these. And I need to figure out which things really work day to day, which things really do give me the most internal peace in ways that I can repeat throughout the year. In looking at the files that came up this morning, I saw my gratitude journal from last year, and I had forgotten that I did it in Evernote last year. I really had. Seeing it, seeing it pop up, I totally, totally remembered it. I remembered the why of that, the way that doing it that way let me just pull up my phone at any point in the day and immediately add something, add a line or a note or an observation or a moment of awareness, something for which I am grateful, something in the day-to-day, the ordinary, the quotidian, the very mundane details of the day that I am grateful for because those things matter to me. And yet when we don't stop and notice that we are thankful for these simple things, we have much less self-awareness, much less understanding of what it really means to go through our days. We're so much less connected to ourselves, disconnected from our own journeys think it's super important. And seeing that list in Evernote made me stop because I didn't limit myself last year to one. And I didn't force myself to a certain number. I didn't have to have three or five. Instead, I let it go free form day to day unforced, the moments of awareness that come unbidden and captured them whatever they were. I had forgotten I did that. And this month I set up a page for one line gratitude statements for the month. Seeing that log though from last year, I might just shift. There was something really powerful for me last year in the doing of it that way. I don't like to be confined. So the one line may just not be enough. I thought it would be enough to make me do it. But I really did enjoy that free form approach. And I might do both. I think I am really putting a lot of scaffolding in place. That's what I'm seeing. I have one, two, three, I think six little dailies that I am trying to do this month. And I do think they are some form of scaffolding. I think without even realizing I was doing it, 
I was reaching for something and the only place I know to get it is to build it, to build it and reinforce it myself for myself. But I know too that recent events have left me heart sore, heart sore. And drawing back in and focusing on scaffolding and weaving this whole idea of mantles that we wear, that we weave. I get it. I kind of see that that might be what's happening. And it's the right time. And some of these things I think will stick. I really hope you do consider some form of gratitude project. The shows last year are full of suggestions, things you can do with kids, things you can do over the course of a month, things you can do day to day, big projects, small projects. Some of my favorite projects I have ever talked about were last year during Spark. There were so many ideas that you could easily do a year of gratitude projects. So I hope you do something this month that you think every day, that you stop and you look and you say, I am grateful for that. No matter how big it is or how small. This quote showed up this morning. It is from a Louise Penny book that I read earlier this year. It's not the quote I was looking for, but I was warmed when I saw this. And I remember when I read it and how excited I was to read this in such an unexpected place. Quote, all I have to do is keep throwing light in front of me and follow the headlights. Eventually, I'll get there. End quote. And that's almost a different angle, but conceptually, yes. That is kind of the approach, the belief, that as long as I keep following or looking at or finding or putting myself in front of, or as that quote says, casting light, that I will keep moving forward. Because it's the weekend, I think I will go ahead and put this one out with yesterday. I still would really like to do this daily in the same way I did. And I just, I know that it's not the best thing. There is a softness in my heart and in my head when it comes to Spark. Spark does that for me. I don't know why. And I don't know that it will matter to any of you. But there is a softness to it, a diffusion in the way I want to talk about things, in the way I want to slow down and talk about things, slow down and think about things, slow down and spend five minutes debating what color it might be if it's not apricot and what it means to say something's apricot gray. There is a softness and a diffusion and that is at odds with the regular show, the regular stuff. The details about my projects and timers and five minutes and seeing and seeing in a different way and red ink and everything that happened this week in the last 48 hours with red ink and the books that I'm reading and eating frogs, all of that. It's all different. It's all at odds with Spark. So I'm still working out how to accomplish all things, do it all, all the things and talk about all the things and get these things out and keep the integrity though, the personal integrity of Spark. So Sparks will be still separate, but I need to do some of those other shows too. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of back and forth. Thank you to those of you 
who responded to that first show. And in responding, you told me that last year's spark did matter to you, that you did enjoy it, that it did have resonance for you, and that there was meaning in it for you. I really appreciate those of you who let me know in some way that you heard me. I don't know that I can ever stress enough how much that means and how much it matters. I am not talking to hundreds of people or thousands of people or more. I'm talking to a small group of people and that matters. So when you tell me that you hear something that matters, it's important and it means a lot to me. It really does. So thank you. I am the art. The art is me. Thank you for listening to today's Spark Show. I am Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. Thank you to those of you who are at Patreon and support the show there. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Take some time to look at the light, catch the light, show me your light. I'd love to see. And record something of gratitude and think about a November project because I won't be doing another show, at least not right away or at all, about November projects and gratitude in the same way I've done before. Maybe I'll get there, but it's still early enough you could start something now. So I hope you think that through.